Hello everyone and welcome to the PlayStation Access Podcast. With the release of The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered this week, we thought it was the perfect excuse to take a look at all the best bits of Naughty Dog PlayStation games since the studio put out Crash Bandicoot all those moons ago. Join us for a quiz, lots of emotions and some serious donut debates. It is time to pick a side, ring or filled. Hello everybody, welcome to the PlayStation Access Podcast, the official podcast of PlayStation UK, where this week we are talking all things Naughty Dog in celebration of The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered coming to PlayStation 5. So, hello, my little dogs. (laughs) How are you today? I was fine (laughs) before I was labelled a dog. A little dog. A little dog. But I I, I think I know why. It's because of Naughty Dog, right? Okay, good. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I wanted to lay the precedent down for for dog theming because that is your names for this week as well. Oh boy. Okay. So let me introduce you by Breeds of Dog Pun. Oh no. Yes. Oh, okay. So Dave, yes. aka a Dave Berman. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Uh, I mean it's a it's a powerful dog yeah. breed. So I'm I'm quite pleased with that. A Dave Berman. Muscular. Woof. I don't know what Scary. they do. Scary. People are scared of them. I just no, I don't really. But they're know. actually really warm-hearted. I think. Are they? I think so. I don't know anything yeah. about. Surely probably it's got to be a are. great Dave. Oh my god! Don't Rob. call him Great Dave. It's so good. I want to be a great Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a great Dave. I'll be a Daveman or whatever it was. <laughs> Dave Berman, please. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, Dave Berman. <laughs> oh, uh, I am a um, a Pomeranian. <laughs> Why are you Soft like this? And fluffy and Why are you like small this? Small and annoying. <laughs> Might weigh on you. <laughs> Unsure. It just works. Yeah. Um, but I, did, oh, I, I wanted to avoid being like a German Shepherd or an Australian something. Or, right. You know, I thought, you know, it's got to be. Well, you certainly did. It's got to be one word. I like that you th- apparently thought about the nature of the breed, at least for Pomeranian, whatever it is. <laughs> That was hor- that was mean. Right. It's Pomeranian, of Pomeranian. course. Pomeranian, sorry, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, absolutely. So what characteristics does Rob's breed have? Um, I actually don't really know a lot about dogs, so I've right. just gone for the names that fit more than anything, but I do know, I just know what a Pomeranian is. I don't know what a Doberman is. It's, it's not like, no, Scooby-Doo's a great Dave, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay, so anyway, but this is a, a popular dog beloved by many, a Labrador. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I like that. Rob yeah, is the good. least sort of my... Labrador man, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I know, but it's a good pun. Do you, are you offended? What what breed of dog would you think I would be? Like? You could have been a bull Rob. A bull Rob, that's quite good. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm like that either. <laughs> no, I don't know what you are, but you're not a la- you're not a Labrador. You're a cat. Yeah, you are very cat like. That doesn't fit. This is an audio format, Rob. You <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm staring. hoping people can hear voice. my frown. <laughs> <laughs> we should put in a sound <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to let people know when Rob is frowning. Yeah. Although it would just be a drone throughout. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to attach it to your eyebrows and every time they lower, it's just yeah. like, a little bell goes off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is frowning. Oh, right. So now that we've all got our dog names... <laughs> 
thank goodness <laughs> I can introduce a bit more about our podcast and what you can expect in this episode so we're going to have a main feature where we take a look at Naughty Dog's prowess across the years of gaming they've been involved with from The Last of Us Jack and Daxter to Uncharted and loads of other stuff they've made lots of games actually is what I've learned yeah whilst researching this yes I mean they're just amazing yeah and we, they're there's going to be a lot of love I'm going to do a lot of gushing later so I'm yeah. trying to hold back now but I mean Naughty yeah. Dog are just synonymous with PlayStation and amazing games exactly and it's really nice to be able to throw out a bit of love to them now so that's what we're doing and then we're going to go to comments of the week which are community highlights from the hashtag pod squad pod squad and uh, I know already that these are going to be good because I saw someone get the hashtag wrong and it really <laughs> made me laugh that it got picked anyway it's not a difficult hashtag I know but so it, I'm excited it's just oh god it's just going to be it's going to it's going to how it's going to evolve from oh, now on oh wow it's okay. the evolution of the pod squad this is when something starts today the germination <laughs> of something have we then got before we go which some coverage outside of gaming but first you, don't worry Rob you can you can say it with us what's, what's new what's new <laughs> <laughs> First up then, we have got new releases that have come out recently, and there are two games that have come out. January has been very barren. Yes. It has been a barren land. It's not how the year is going to progress. Don't get used to this, because... I mean, almost immediately, games are upon us, but it has been a quiet couple of weeks. I personally am quite glad of that, to be honest. quite nice, hasn't it? Yeah. I remember last year it was Dead Space Time, this time last year. Was it? And Callisto Protocol had come out in December. Oh, wow. So it was like double sci-fi horror bill for me at the the start of the year, whereas it's been quite nice to just... And PSVR 2. Yeah. Yeah, it came in February, didn't it? It's almost a year old now. Wow. Wow. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what's coming out or has come out recently is Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. So yeah. that came out on the 18th of January, which was for PS4 and PS5. And it's a side-scrolling adventure through mythological Persia, baby. That just felt really nice to say. I've actually got this on my list oh. uh, to play. I haven't played it yet. Um <laughs> But I'd like to. I mean, it's such a... <laughs> I, well, yeah. I mean, I could say that about most games, to yeah. be fair. But, like, it's such a um, kind of storied um, IP yeah. to be back. It's been a while. I can't remember when the last Prince of Persia game came out. But, yeah. um, well, just this one just now. But <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little while, for sure. And I think that they're kind of taking a bit of inspiration, a bit of vibe from Sands of Time, which is... The best one, arguably, yeah. from the old series. That was my favourite, I should say, more than so the best one. It was my favourite from that back back in that day. And I know it's lots of other people's as well. So you've got like time powers you can use in this one where you're manipulating where Sargon is going to and, and if he can move backwards and like powers he can do where he can go through people. It's very cool. I think the the ideas that they've drawn from and kind of this respect to the legacy of Prince of Persia that's coming with it. Yeah, I think it's the respect to the legacy thing that I really like mm. because there's a I think there's a lot of continuously pushing forward with mm. games and taking IPs and like how can we reinterpret this with all this new stuff that's available and obviously that that's great there is a place for that too but mm. I, I quite like sometimes just the you see it a lot with the Sonic games you know yeah. like Sonic for a while was like 3D and and um, whilst that, that has worked too I always love love it when they just yeah. drop a kind of classic feeling Sonic game and it's the same with this Just I, I can hear Rosie from wherever <laughs> she is going Sonic <laughs> yeah she'll spin in in a minute yeah. probably yeah forward roll oh god I don't know what her dog name would be Rosie the I'm sure dog. she she will know 
she will know immediately. Yeah, she will. Oh, P, the bro- the rapper, because he's a dog. He is. Perose yeah, it's P. a good point. There but what go. breed of dog? Uh, Let us know in the comments below. Rapping dog. I'm not sure that's a real dog breed. What? But I, do you know what? I'm going to take, take your word for it. <laughs> he is too D. <laughs> he is too D. Yeah, that's true. Uh, right. So yeah, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Um, it's also got loads of like comic book style graphics and moves. So when we played the preview of this, this was very cool. So you'd unleash like a special move and it'd be like, watch out, but without the writing, but all of these big colourful, it's okay. like an anime. It's yeah, like yeah, playing yeah. an anime game, but with different art styles and everything mixed into it as well. I thought it was really cool. So yeah. I am excited to, to dive into that a bit more. We're recording this early as we always do. So yeah. uh, we haven't had our hands on it just yet, but hopefully soon for dave yes this please i'd like to um also the inspiration for our podcast this week the last of us part two remastered came out on the 19th of january yesterday and we've all been playing no return quite a lot it's fantastic (laughs) yeah so no return is the new roguelike mode where you play as different characters to unlock loads of different parts of the mode that then come together to make a, a storied encounter where you go from start to finish. Do well, I don't know how to describe this? <laughs> it's a bunch of com- combat encounters, uh, random, random, procedurally generated. Yeah. There's lots of different modes as well. So there's like assault, which is basically just you against waves it's of enemies. Wave attack mode, isn't it? And then hunted, hunted. which always makes my heart <sighs> pound because oh. yeah. you just. It's either infected or it's a different faction from the game. So either the WLF or the Seraphites. Or the Rattlers. Rattlers, The Rattlers, yeah, yeah, they're terrifying. Evil. Um, Just hunting you down, Mm. obviously, and you just have to survive. And then there's like capture, where there's like a safe. That's the one I find the most challenging Mm. because there's there's a safe and it's always guarded by a bunch of people. And if you can unlock the safe stealthily, then you get like mega bonus. Mm. Usually I the time runs out for me and I just end up having to kill everyone. Mm. That's my favorite uh, mode. If you, you yeah, can just cuz you can just kill everyone. Yes. Uh, if you do it within the 2 minutes then yeah. the safe safe can be unlocked. Um I like it because if you if it's not working out the time becomes kind of irrelevant. I can yeah. just go, do you know what? Forget about the safe. It's okay. I'll mm-hmm. just live. I'll survive this one. That will be more important. So I, I like it because it feels like there's a risk reward, but if you fail the risky part, you yeah. can still you can still gain something from the from the map. But yeah. No Return is just absolutely fantastic. I mean, obviously we're going to be uh, heaping praise on Naughty Dog in this podcast yeah. as, as well-deserved. And I, I would love to heap some praise on, on No Return. It's... The, I think the combat in the Last of Us series is fantastic, and but it's always been, you know, it's always, it's always been a part of this wider game, and um, I, you know, there's no way to just do the combat, you know, to just again and again experience the combat and really hone your skills, short of just playing through chapter select or whatever, um, which isn't. <clears throat> what I really like to do and obviously you can learn an an encounter to a degree whereas this just takes all the essence of the genius of the the combat that breathlessness of it the thinking on on your feet I don't think any other game does combat like this no No. where you have to think and you have to react like that's all it's about is just reacting to what what's happening because the best laid plans will inevitably go wrong and then but it's not over arguably that's when the game is at, its, is, is at its most 
exciting and it's almost it was, sometimes it feels like that's what it's been designed for yeah. it wants you to make plans but then what it really wants is for those plans to go wrong yes. and for you to be like squeezing through tight gaps the levels are so amazingly designed in such a way that it doesn't matter how pinned down you feel there's always somewhere to go like a little hole to yeah. crawl through or a gap in the wall to sneak through or a ledge to jump over and so you're just like oh con-. and no return it just has these kind of moments all the time where you're running away from screaming infected who are chasing you down, <clears throat> madly shooting a shotgun, quickly yeah. turning around, get out of here, get out yeah. of here, crafting a health pack quickly, quickly heal yourself. Yeah. And it's just, it's that, it's that essence, like you say, Dave. It's moment to moment decision great. making. And it's like, yeah. it's scary because it feels so real. Like mm. if, it, if I was to find myself in some kind of encounter, like it would just be moment to moment decisions. Do I run? Do I hide? Do I fight? Do I try and find some resources? Do I, you know, try and be stealthy? Do I create a distraction? Like all of these options are open to you. And there's, I can't think of another game that really gives you that kind of, that plethora of, of options in combat yeah. and no return then allows you to challenge yourself again and again and again in these combat encounters but they're all completely randomized so it's it's never the same different maps different factions different kind of like um conditions for winning conditions for starting like you can start and they you know the enemy know where you are you mm-hmm. can start and you can be in stealth um oh, so you get and to then, choose in between encounters sort of what weapons you upgrade yeah. what weapons you buy yes so your loadout is never the same and yeah. each character has different perks as well like ellie for instance starts with a molotov and she has better crafting options mm-hmm. than other characters yeah uh, and you get someone like abby who's really really good at hand-to-hand melee combat yeah she starts with a weapon and has well. like a little yeah a little healing ability after after on melee hits mm. on, on, on melee like a, on like a melee kill uh and then you can you can like upgrade an ability after that where she gets like an instant melee kill immediately after one melee kill. yes and it's there's so much to think about it's be- great it's never because the same and I, they've set up little challenges within the game so to what uh, you don't start with the whole host of characters you have to play with a certain number of you know play a certain number of encounters with a character to unlock the next one it encourages you to try these different play styles mm. and not just play with different characters but very much try these different play styles like i'm not a big melee person yeah i like i'm not I a like, big stealth person <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. we're, we're the opposites in this regard yeah. i like to use the bow and be hiding stealthy using yeah. a bow at, at range <laughs> yeah. and if, if i miss i've got melee in my back pocket i mm. guess but then playing as abby who is all about the melee because she can heal when mm. she kills because she can get this instant kill basically after one once you've unlocked that upgrade it's just great because it, it makes me think differently and if you if you you know go in with that mindset of like what character am I? What are their strengths? Um, then you you can you experience playing a different way. It's just a, an absolutely fantastic mode. I think that it it is on its basic level it is fun. Mm. And then on top of that, some people are going to mainline this mode, become so scarily good at it. Yeah. There's a score mechanic. I'm looking forward to the much video mm-hmm. already. Like. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. So there's a score mechanic. There are leaderboards. There's daily runs. There's custom runs. There's tons of mods. So you're going to see people playing. One of the mods is Invisible Enemies. Yeah. Uh, I have been too scared to play with Invisible Enemies yet. I'm just like, I why? <laughs> why? <laughs> but you know people are going to do custom runs with Invisible Enemies. Yeah. 
and um, it's the stuff coming from the sky that always gets me because I never yeah. I never look oh, at the mods oh it's raining molotovs yeah I never look at the mods <laughs> properly and I'll walk outside and get hit by like a pustule that's yeah. out of the sky and be like ah yeah. <laughs> it's, it's raining no look. one told me about this yeah. oh they well they did I didn't realise it's just it's absolutely fantastic and that's just this one mode yeah. added to the last of us part two. Oh, i love that i love the whole game like I, I i think it's such a gorgeous beautiful intense hateful game yeah. like in the in the most exciting way and the, the combat is drilled into in in no return to kind of reflect that as well that it is violent it's gory it's it's kind of a game about how violence isn't always the answer and pushing yourself through these situations isn't always what's necessary or best for you but these people are driven to do it anyway and then no return comes around and kind of flips it on its head and it's like but it's fun <laughs> it isn't can be it fun, though. yeah and it, it, i think it's a real interesting commentary that ties into the game itself that you know you want to go in and bash people's head in and be the most vicious killer person uh, on a leaderboard and then you go into the game and kind of experience all of the the backlash of that and the pondering of that and the the thoughtfulness behind Behind how it affects these people, and I, I just think it's a, a really cool, a really cool dynamic between the two it is. on a meta level as well. Yeah. And speaking of commentary, I know some people on the team have been playing the story yeah. mode again, but with the director's commentary, and that's something I am excited to do too mm. because I'm already absolutely in awe of the of the craft of the game. Mm. Like to experience it is is unbelievable. It's such an amazing game. And I am fascinated to hear how do you do this? Yeah. How do you make this? Like it's so clever on so many levels, uh, which I think is a hallmark of a Naughty Dog game really. But like just how have a team of people come together to make something like this? I, I'm eager to hear. Mm. And there's lost levels as well where you can go and explore uh, like pre pre-alpha is that the word like basically get like levels that were there beforehand that have been worked upon or changed or maybe didn't make it to the main game yeah. and you can see all the different ways that it came together from there as well which fascinated is fascinated in that so as well cool. to to create a level and then think I don't think this one's working for yeah. whatever reason or you know it's not adding it's not telling the right story for mm. us or I think this is quite a a regular occurrence in, in game development yeah. right mm. like so much gets cut and yeah. we just you know we don't see it we don't realise but uh, to have the opportunity to revisit some levels that didn't make it into the mm. into the final game, almost like a like a director's cut of a movie, yeah. Um, and seeing where in the story they would have fit in, and the amount of thought, you know, I'm not going to spoil what these lost levels are. Mm -hmm. Not play them yet, but just you know, getting a little insight into the thought processes behind mm. what was going to be there, where it would have fit in the story, uh, and like. You know, the, the amount of creati creativity that is evident in these mm. levels is like is really amazing. Um, and yeah, to think that they, they didn't make the cut for whatever reason is yeah. is also really fascinating as well. I think. Yeah. I, I like uh, also that I can get some more points to unlock all of the extras in the skins section and the photo mode section and the game modifier section because one playthrough of the game on the difficulty that I did it on, which was probably moderate um, originally isn't enough to unlock everything right. and then when you go and play No Return uh, you get loads of points for doing that so you can put them back into your thing and then obviously it encourages you to do another one so you can unlock everything else and play it different ways as well I just needed to mention the points because I, <laughs> I was very excited to be able to use them and unlock everything yeah Ash needs to take her screenshots yeah, I do she do she needs to zoom in on some fungus yeah like oh, unlocking all the character models and going straight into a clicker's gob that's yeah. what I like mm. I've been in a 
Click has got several times. And do not rec- recommend it. Right. Well, that is the end of our what's new section. But I'm not quite finished. Oh. Because. What? In the lead up to our main feature on Naughty Dog, where we're going to be discussing, you know, our favourite moments, why we love the studio, all that sort of business, I thought it might be nice to have... No. A PlayStation Access mini quiz! Oh, no. On Naughty Dog. Stop being a surprise now, to be honest. (laughs) I am genuinely surprised. Another one. quite stressed. Yeah. A little bit stressed. It's the first of the year. (laughs) So you better be excited. Now, this is just a straight up most points wins. First person to buzz in with their name gets to answer first. The other person can have a go afterwards if it gets wrong. Um, And it's just, there's a question for every game that Naughty Dog have released on PlayStation. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is going to be interesting. According to Wikipedia, (laughs) I will say. (laughs) Well, Wikipedia is just factually accurate. Exactly. It's just loads of other sources put into one source. I don't understand why people hate on Wikipedia. You know, you can write all your essays by just going to the footnotes and clicking (laughs) the link and then referencing it. I just copied and pasted at at university. (laughs) Right. So, the first question based on Crash Bandicoot. Mm. Rosie again, somewhere. Honestly. She's she's spinning in her seat. (laughs) She's doing the crash, like, whoa! Based on Crash Bandicoot, simple, easy. Where's Crash from? Um, Audio format. Um, he's from. Oh, is he from? Uh, you'd say you're Dave to oh, buzz in. Dave. Yes. A lab. Oh, don't try and be clever with me. I'm not. He is, isn't he? I thought he was like you know, like a test tube bandicoot. Well, no. Okay. It's not the answer I was looking for. I have no idea. He's from Australia. Is he? He's a bandicoot. He's from Tasmania. Well, I didn't. Wait, are you being clever? No. <laughs> Is this is this factually accurate? Is this in is this in the game? Yeah, he's from Australia. <laughs> he whispered, "Is this in the game?" I like that. He's from Australia. He's, he, he... I have no memory of Crash Bandicoot <laughs> being from Australia. He's from Australia. So basically, in it's, he's from an archipelago three hundred meters away from Tasmania. Okay. Uh, so he's in the Australian continent. He's in Australasia. He's, he's in the least. Australian waters. Yeah. He's, he's okay. He he is from there. He's a Bandicoot, an Australian bandicoot, right. an Eastern Bard bandicoot, if you want a specific Oh, I did actually, yeah, species, that's cool. Uh, that is shot with the Evolvo ray by Neocortex right. and transformed into the crash that we know. Got you. And then taken to become the general of his army. When but does that happen? <laughs> it happens in the first 10 seconds probably. It's like very quick <laughs> and then off we go. All I remember is him waking up on the beach. Yeah. He wakes up on the beach and you spin some boxes. Well, there's a there's a, there's a a cut scene before that is where that? he's yeah where he's in the lab. That's what I was thinking of. Oh. Where I think so. I've no memory of that, of yeah. that at all. Well. It's not Naughty Dog's best work. I think mm. that's fair. That's... Rosie it's not screaming. their best. Rosie no, screaming. this cutscene. I mean, this little oh. bit of cutscene. <laughs> not Crash Bandicoot. Obviously, Crash yeah. Bandicoot is fantastic, but that that cutscene. It's not their best bit of storytelling. But well, I mean, Ash has picked up loads. So Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> no, but this is you know, it's a, it's a big this storytelling. Well it's a storytelling well moment. Okay, no points in question one. Nil point. Crash Bandicoot Two Cortex Strikes Back. So, what's the name of the female Bandicoot introduced? Rob. No, Go. it's not. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Coco Bandicoot. Correct. Yeah. 
I was hoping I might be able to trick you and think it was Torna, but she's in the first one. <laughs> That's why he goes to fight everyone because he sees Torna, <clears> goes ooga ooga, and then oh blimey, bunga, <laughs> hover hover. Wow, <laughs> That's it. But what's Crash's motivation? Ooga. I want to get to the. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the mask. Go get to the bottom of his motivation. Yeah, <laughs> I've he, got it. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a, a bandicoot with a mission. <clears throat> yep, for another bandicoot. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot warped one point to Rob so far. What popular sci-fi action movie inspired the cover of Crash Bandicoot Warped as well as the warp orbs in the game? If neither of you know, I can describe the cover to you. Rob, Terminator Two. Oh, <gasps> he's looking at my screen. Yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. So uh, the image is Crash Bandicoot with sunglasses on, on like a motorbike with flames coming up it. Right. And Coco's in the background like, oh, I'm the sister. I, right. didn't, I didn't know that before you asked that question. Yeah. And then I realised, oh, yeah, it is like Terminator yeah. 2. All I had was like bluish silver metal. Yeah. And which... Which still works, which yeah. is Terminator 2. So but the, yeah. the warp orbs are, are, are like the t- what the Terminator uses to go back and forth through time as well. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. Because it's warped, time, right, travel. Right, 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 right. Am right. I right? You're right. And then Crash Team Racing. Oh, what God. Do- when do I get a question? <laughs> <laughs> what does Oxide threaten to do to Earth if he beats Rob, them? turn it into a giant parking lot. Correct. Mm. So how Well, we've that- been doing that ourselves. Oh. Am I right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's three points to Rob from the Crash Bandicoot section. Yes, very good, Rob. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. We now move on to Jack and Daxter. Oh, this is still not my, uh, not my realm. The precursor legacy. Daxter is an otzel, but what two creatures is he a hybrid of? Rob. Yeah. An otter and a weasel. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Love that you know that. That's great. It's that I, mean, you, I feel like you could have worked it out. Yeah. Oh, with some time, maybe, yeah. <laughs> so that's another point to you, Rob. How many are now? Four? Four. Yeah. Jack, two. The trophy, what's that smell, is earned for leading men through which location? You, this is one you could guess, I would uh, say. The Dave, the toilet locate the bathroom location oh i would have probably accepted toilet but bathroom no Rob. oh well i was being more polite the sewer yeah uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you see yeah, uh, slightly fine. different fair. yeah fair enough okay that's that's five for Rob. he's cleaning up here it's fine. we've got plenty of games to go <laughs> plenty jack, of games jack three where are jack and daxter banished to in this game oh. now i'm just going to drop some clues in case you don't know it's quite Baron, it's quite Dave, the desert. Oh, yeah, but I want the name. Rob, the su- oh. the Badlands. No, so you can continue guessing now. This Dave, the Sahara Desert. Rob, no. <laughs> the Deadlands. No, oh. it's quite dusty. Some would say they're ruinous. Some would say there's nothing good out there. Some would say it's synonymous with words for rubbish or Rob, the wasteland. Yeah, I thought you. Got, I thought you had it all there, Dave. Uh, no, don't worry. I'm. It's it's right that Rob should get these because yeah. I've not played Jack and Daxter. I say like, you knew that because the way you were going, Deadlands and Badlands, you were close. He was close. Yeah. He knew it was a land. He knew. Uh, so we've got Jack X Combat Racing for the last one from this section. Oh, Naughty oh. Dog, when will you start <laughs> uncharting? <laughs> <laughs> so Jack X Combat Racing. Is canon in the main series true or false? Rob, false. 
Incorrect. Dave True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how many points are you on, Rob? Six. One. Nice, yeah. Dave. Well done. Here we go. Okay. It's my time. Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Watch as Rob cleans up here. Yeah, Secret Boss wrote these ones, right. so they could be a lot harder. Uh, all right. What treasure is Drake seeking in Uncharted 1? Uh, Dave. <laughs> um, El Dorado's tomb? The oh, you want more? I probably want less. Oh. Rob, sorry, is Dave? That's that not finished. Is he's he not, not finished? Oh, he's finished. Go on, Rob. Uh, the Golden Man of El Dorado. Um, oh, it's it's the lost treasure of El Dorado. So I'm going to accept Dave's answer. I am going to accept the the tomb. But the Golden Man also. Eh. It's close. You I said El Dorado El- first. Yeah. I think you should, let me have El Dorado's the answer. Yeah, yeah. El Dorado. Yeah. And Dave did say that first. Yeah. So Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Uncharted 2 opens with the quote, I did not tell half of what Dave, I... Dave, Marco Polo. Correct. Didn't even get to the end of the question. Or the quote. It's Unch- a great quote. Yeah. You do you want to say it? Go okay. on. Okay. Oh, um, I did not tell half of what I saw, for I knew I would not be believed. 1342. I, I think it's... That's... How cool is that? If I, I almost wanted to look up if it, if he actually said that because it feels too cool <laughs> for someone to have, have actually said on his deathbed he said that Wah. like it, what, any last words yeah I didn't tell you half of what I saw <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like Wah! what did he say <laughs> so good Dave's coming back 6-3 <laughs> right Uncharted 3 Dake's just Dake be dead Uncharted 3 Drake's deception at several points in Uncharted 3, you find yourself fleeing waves of what creature? Dave. Scarab beetle? No. Okay. Rob? I don't know. Pass. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. I don't remember this. Spiders? Oh, really? Yeah, I do remember now. Yeah. I do remember now you say that. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible beasties. Uh, wow. I did say we should say arthropods, but... Uncharted 4 A Thief's End What is the name of the mythical pirate colony Drake is hunting for in Uncharted 4 A Thief's End Uh, Oh, Oh. This is so annoying I can see it I can hear them talking about it (laughs) They just won't say the words Why why aren't you saying the name of it Nathan says to Sam I really can't wait till we find Oh my god we're here We found it We found the pirate colony. The pirate colony. I'll Should we you, say its name? Don't yes. give it a clue. A you don't want a clue. No, not okay. yet. <laughs> this will be a good bit. Of the I think you should just tell it. You know, uh, you might. Have I'm to just going to tell us. Just tell us what it is. We yeah. both got one. I don't know. Okay, the clue is because I'm going to give you a clue. All right. The statue of Liberty Liber, Libertalia. Libertar Dave Libertalia. Thank you. <laughs> Even though I agreed to pass, I take it back. <laughs> okay, and then we've got Uncharted the Lost Legacy. What animals are Chloe and Nadine save trapped under some debris? Dave. Yeah? Lima? No. <sighs> God. Come on now. There's a nice Lima bit I think where there you are, stroke one. There is a nice Lima bit, yeah. You can see how I got there. You can just pick a good Madagascar. Are they Madagascar? No. They're India. Not. Indian animal. Oh, I've picked one. I, I haven't actually played Lost Legacy. Really? Don't admit it. Yes, you have. I have played it. I've not finished it, so I don't. I don't okay. think I've got to this bit. Right. So I don't know. Give you can have a go with an Indian uh, animal. Rob, an elephant. Correct. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. It had to be. It had to be, didn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, and then we've got The Last of Us. Here we go. Score check. Quick score check. Rob's on seven, seven I think. Seven four. Seven four. Okay. So okay. it's not gettable for you. Okay. Unless you do a... Uh, no, it's not. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do a, I didn't do a remakes and remasters. Understood. Thing. So um, another another animal question. What? Which one appears consistently throughout The Last of Us and seems to represent Rob innocence? Giraffe. Yes. Oh, giraffe. Fine. The Last of Us Part Two. What is the recurring guitar song that Joel first plays for Ellie in the prologue? Secret Boss assured me that everybody knows this and I was dumb for not getting it. So you guys better get it. Oh. Is it got a, a name? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I can tell you the vibe of it. You can sing it. I, I can't sing it. I don't know what it's called. Pass. Well, go on. Take that, Secret Boss. It's Future Days by Pearl Jam. Oh, that's yeah. cool. It's what? Future Days by Pearl Jam. Future Days. I thought Joel made up a song. Yeah, called Future Days by Pearl Jam. Who knows? Maybe we're talking about different songs, but the, f- the song he the plays song that he plays the prologue, for Ellie. In the prologue. In the prologue. Is, in the prologue. This, I'm just repeating the question. I don't know. It's Pearl Jam's Future Days. You just got to accept it. You won the quiz. Ding, 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 ding. That's the frown. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Not heard of that band. Are they a real band? They are, yeah. yeah okay. That, that's a bad reaction from me. You, don't but you haven't heard from of Pearl Jam. No, I haven't. My musical knowledge is yeah. is is famously very, very poor. Yeah. I, I know all, less than nothing about You know music. a lot of other things. That's why I don't want to be like, You've never heard of this. No, I, 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 I have I, I probably haven't heard of about ninety five percent of musicians and bands. Have I heard- said this to I said something along the lines of You haven't heard of these people to Rob in 2016 and he said no I'm sorry I don't watch Top of the Pops <laughs> and I was like Rob Top of the Pops has been dead for 10 years <laughs> so he's right that. he doesn't watch Top of the Pops but nobody does <laughs> I like that as a response just to anything <laughs> sorry I don't watch Top of the Pops loser <laughs> oh well you know I, I really needed you the other week because I was trying to name the big the big swingy thing that goes into the doors in Lord of the Rings that all oh, the yeah. orcs are the, chanting. What's the name of the battering ram? Oh, Grond. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> be, not even a second. Oh, you're talking about Grond? Yeah. yeah, 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 it's Grond. Thank you. I was just going, Gru, Glad. Well, there we go. We've come to Ro- we come to Dave for Pearl Jam, come yeah. to Rob for Grond. Yeah. Yeah. So for there Hobbit we go. Jam. <laughs> well, what was that? Seven or eight that you finished on? Uh, seven, I seven think. Seven and four. Four. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm, I'm yeah. quite happy with that. To be my honest. Crash Bandicoot knowledge is what saved me. Yeah, it actually is. Uh, she Jack and Daxter knowledge and Jack that and saved Daxter. you. That was because I had no chance and with Jack and Daxter. Also, your Uncharted knowledge that saved you, and also your Last of Us knowledge. That yeah, saved to be you. fair, <laughs> was your Naughty Dog knowledge <laughs> yeah. enabled you to win the Naughty yeah. Dog quiz? Well, that's the first pod point of the year. Dave is champion. Do you feel threatened that Rob has earned it? Yeah, hundred percent. I felt threatened when I when I was already the champion. <laughs> like I feel constantly under threat. So yes, well done, Rob. Thank you. Long, You're on the ladder. A long now. year of quizzing ahead. Yeah, on the ladder, one hand on the rung. But who will be next? Find out next time. But first, there's still the other half of the podcast to do. So <laughs> we're going to go to our main feature now and talk about some naughty dog. Naughty dog. 
I figured it would be nice to start this section basically talking about our favourite moments from Naughty Dog games. Now, we've just had a big list of all the ones that exist from the Crash series to Jack and Daxter to Uncharted to The Last of Us. Mm. And I I think those latter two are probably some of the access favourites of all time. Yeah. And if Rosie was here, she'd be like, no, no, Crash. <laughs> I love the opening cutscene of Crash when you find out that he's Australian <laughs> East Banded Bandicoot. Where else are you going to find a Bandicoot? That's such like, if you just had just some yeah, animal but if you were gonna, if you if the question was where are actual Bandicoots from, yeah. we might have had a chance. Yeah. But I was... It's I was there. trying to think of the name of the island that the fictional yeah. bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot, Skull was Island. from. Wampa Island. It's one of those things. Skull Island is from Kong. It com- yes. <laughs> I yes, don't know why also. it's Kong. Like <laughs> Excuse me, I know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone say... <laughs> Did someone say King Kong knowledge? <laughs> it's me. Did someone talk about Godzilla? <laughs> right. Favourite Naughty Dog moments. Now, yeah, Uncharted and The Last of Us, I think, are, are some of the standouts here that have they've been our favourites for, for years. So it's quite nice just to give them a little a little showcase moment. So would either of you like to take the floor and say what your favourite, a.k.a. your personal opinion of the best Naughty Dog moment is? I will... I'll open the floor. Oh. I think it's... Um, Let the Dave hit the floor. <laughs> and I shall. I think it's, you know, it's... um. It's probably quite obvious that we know what we're going to talk about in these podcasts beforehand and you let us know. Like, I'd like you to, to, you know, come prepared to talk about your favourite this week, Naughty Dog moment. And this is one of the tougher questions Mm. I think we've been asked, which is really just testament to how unbelievable Naughty Dog are as a a studio. I mean, the the Jack and Daxter games are (laughs) among my favourites. No, but seriously, I mean... Hey, don't dunk on Jack and Daxter, man. I'm not dunking on them. That series was, honestly, at the time... I'm not dunking on them. Absolute cutting edge. Absolutely, and that is Naughty Dog, I think. Absolute cutting edge is probably how you'd describe Naughty Dog if you had to boil it down to something very uh, concise, because they are... That doesn't mean technologically. I think this, the forefront of storytelling and and games really they can they have they have always led the way in terms of what games can be and should be or or maybe not should be but can be always pushing the boundaries. And I found it very very difficult to think about uh, what how I could you know boil down my love of Naughty Dog to one moment. And although I think. The Last of Us series is Naughty Dog's best work. My moment is from Uncharted 2, which is the Uncharted series, I think, is closer to my heart than the Last of Us series. I think I love The Last of Us and think it's unbelievably good, but I have a, a warmth... And I've talked about this a lot, just about the... the <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> don't laugh at my warmth. <laughs> Do you need to leave? I have a warmth. No, that's all right. I'll, st- I'll stay. I have a warmth for the Uncharted series. I've talked about it before. Like, it's been important to me. It's kind of tracked a part of my life. And, and you know when you can remember, like, songs from a certain time? I can remember like Uncharted games. Exactly. I can remember Uncharted games from a certain <laughs> time. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> and I think I... Uh, I so I wanted to talk. I knew I wanted to talk about some moment in Uncharted, and again, there's then there's four games or five if you want to do Lost Legacy. And how do I find the one? And I haven't really chosen a moment as much as I've chosen a character. At first, I thought about the game, and the reason I was able to get that Marco Polo quote so quickly is because I went back and immediately watched the opening of Uncharted Two because 
what an opening mm. it's in it from a from a series of games that are known for their matinee cinematic quality this is probably one of the best openings to a game of all time i love that you are finding out everything that is happening at the same time as nathan drake in fact you know a little bit less than nathan drake he wakes up he's on a train he's covered in blood it's his blood oh then you realize the train is hanging off a cliff oh. like you don't even know it's vertical to begin with it's like some of the best storytelling and then we find out that's middle of the game oh. you go back to to back in time to find out how he gets to this point it's just it's so compelling and brilliant i thought i was going to talk about that moment but um i'm actually going to talk about the moment just after you catch up so you go go back to the start uh play through the game you get on the train one of the most incredible set pieces of all time and then we meet Tenzin and it's Tenzin I want to talk about because I think Tenzin is the epitome of what makes uh, Naughty Dog so good and that that is characters mm. I you know I always talk about gameplay mechanics I love gameplay mechanics um, I think Naughty Dog do incredible uh, stories their gra- the graphics are incredible always pushing the envelope in terms of what technology can do but the thing I think that is consistently true um, is uh, of them that the real genius is the characters the characterization of their characters it's so good I mean Nathan Drake he could so easily if you boil Nathan Drake down he's he's like every adventure hero ever like he's adventure cool. adventure a good looking adventure man with a quick wit kills lots of people hunting treasure like that guy could be a poster just like the most and there are tons of those characters out there who are just forgettable and the reason Nathan Drake is so good is because he's genuinely likable like I genuinely like like him because he is a a a 3D person he has different emotions he is not just one motivation he cares about the people around him and they're real people the characters in the Uncharted games, the characters in the Last of Us series, are some of the best realised characters in any media. I think you you know them, their motivation, what they want, what they like, who they care about, like so quickly that you don't need to worry about that, and then you can just start feeling with them and caring for them and and what they're um, what they want. And I think the epitome of this is Tenzin. Mm-hmm. So. Tenzin, if you haven't played Uncharted 2, is a character, a Tibetan kind of villager who finds Nathan Drake after he's injured in a in a train crash and takes him back to his village and helps him recuperate. And the thing about Tenzin is you love this character within one level. Mm. Like and and he has no way for he can't communicate with you. He doesn't speak English. Nathan Drake doesn't speak Tibetan. Uh, and so it just becomes, it's not about what he says, it's all about what he does. It's about them helping each other. They just show each other that they are cooperating. And I think it's such a clever bit of characterization that you go through this level of, um, with him solving these these problems, these puzzles together. He's chatting to you, you don't know what he's saying. Nathan Drake's chatting back to him, he doesn't know what he's saying. I love that the warmth of it the the warm-hearted good-natured you know he nathan drake already knows that this guy's helped him and has taken him to his village so he kind of there's a little bit of trust there and you are building trust with this character the player um and i think it's one of the most amazing bits of a game it's uh it's actually 
based on i've read it's based on the idea came from eco mm. so uh the, the developers played eco obviously in eco uh you can you are helping a kind of helpless i mean you're quite a helpless character yourself but mm. you're helping this uh person you can't communicate with through these challenges and working together somewhat and protecting them and i mean that is another incredible example of characterization and and um emotion and so that is where this idea came from and i believe that creating this level with tenzin is what inspired naughty dog to create the last of us because again it was this idea of a genuine connection with another character. You are one of those characters controlling one of them. You have the agency as the player, but you need them. You care for them. You want them to be okay. Um, so it's like a, it's amazing joining those dots and seeing how this one bit in Uncharted Two has gone on to how where it came from with this it, it, um, this inspiration from Eco, and then where it went with becoming like The Last of Us, the kind of the the culmination of all of that game development and learning. Um, and I think what's really clever is after this level with Tenzin where you um, where you work together and you can't really understand, but you, you just, by, by experience, going through that experience together and working together and showing a bit of trust, you come, come to really care about this character very quickly in this one level. The next level, his village is under attack from a tank. And again, like that is a very kind of gamey thing. Like, oh, now, now there's a tank here. <laughs> now it's, a, a tank. it's a tank. And usually, yeah. you know, you'd be like, oh, wow, a tank. I'm a bit scared because it's dangerous. But my <laughs> experience of playing that game is like, oh, my God, Tenzin's village. It's like, it's not just a tank is here. I must destroy it to get to the next level. It's like Tenzin's village is under threat. Like, this is horrible. They're so nice. They've like recuperated me. We can't even speak the same language and I really care about them. And I think that is what Naughty Dog are so good at doing is not just a series of cool set pieces, like but making you actually care about why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, it's not just pure fun. It's not just, um, you know, pure cinema uh, pure adrenaline it's like everything has a, an emotional kind of reason and is enhanced by that the gameplay enhances the characters and the characters enhance the gameplay and I think Tenzin is like the ultimate um, the Tenzin part of Uncharted 2 is the kind of the ultimate example of that one more little fact uh, <laughs> before I stop talking because I've talked for ages it's just that um, Nath interviewed uh, Richard Lamarchand mm. ages ago um, and I remember him telling me that he because he loves this bit as well and he talks to him about about the design of this bit and how because the, they they loved it and naughty dog making it and there's a really cool thing where you know when you're like on a kind of on railsy bit when you when when nathan drake's first recuperated he kind of wakes up and tenzin takes him through a walk through the village and you know what it's like in when you're on a kind of an unrailsy bit where you can't really do much and you just walking through it and you're seeing like oh i'm in a village nice are they new players would want to do something uh and you know that kind of thing you just be tapping yeah. buttons and just like what's going on um and what they so they so they gave the player something to do they changed the melee button which they assumed people might yeah. d- might press into shaking hands and waving and playing he plays football with kids so if you if you're walking through this village and just trying yeah. to smash <laughs> yeah, exactly it turns into this nice thing and you see that Nathan Drake this game it's like at this moment in a game that's like full of action and stuff it's like a moment of peace you get to see Nathan Drake 
be a human being and just just have a, a a bit of respite and just interact with these lovely people who've looked after him i think it again it's just it's really brilliant game design to understand what players would want but also understanding the story you want to tell mm. and the opportunity for it to be a way to 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 fl- further flesh out the character of nathan drake um i think it's just absolutely uh incredible and and for me it's it's one of the best examples of why naughty dog are so good at, at what they do cool let's finish the podcast there yeah <laughs> that was uh that was very good dave honestly Thank that you. was that was really nice and really thoughtful um i'm just gonna compliment you on your speaking please do yeah i like yeah. it when people compliment me so I, uh, yeah I um, D- Uncharted isn't the one for me the same as The Last yeah. of Us is so it's really I really love hearing from you and from Nath and from Rob as well like about all of the kind of because I feel like Uncharted is really symbolic for you guys of PlayStation access yes. and, and working on PlayStation as well so I always really love hearing any of you talk about it from that angle and like Nath's interviews and kind of those those interactions you had with it that felt like oh my god this is the best thing I've ever seen best thing I've ever played like I just love hearing it from yeah. that angle and like that, that the Tenzin moment is the one that stood out for you is so nice because it's just it's it's it, it's just a really cool moment it's a really lovely thing in a very frantic game where you get a nice exactly sherpa taking you through the mountains exactly and, and a, it, again and it, could, it could in another game it could be an annoying bit yeah you know like a bit of a kind of oh there's an, uh, an ai character and i need him to get through this level but it's not like that at all it's like an opportunity to tell you more about to make you care yeah to make you care about nathan drake to make you care about tenzin to care about why you're doing all this stuff it's like it's so it's so clever yeah i feel like that kind of informs the last of us with the giraffe moment as well right because the giraffe moment is that thing again where it's like okay take a moment to be a person take yeah. a moment to interact with something pure and innocent i'm not saying tenzin is pure and innocent because he's a person with motivations but yeah. like he represents that moment in time Definitely. where it's like you know a, a lovely community in the wilderness and then it's seeing the wilderness come to your community in the last of us it's yeah. kind of like the reverse isn't it so it's it's nice seeing that kind of that thread is is pulled through their games with these sort of things as well um i think the most remarkable bit about that sequence for me is is how naughty dog enables you to care for tenzin mm-hmm. through the gameplay because they can't communicate through language but they can communicate through their actions yeah. in that sequence and mm. Tenzin is telling you what to do yeah. in his language yeah. and obviously you as the player unless you do happen to speak his language yeah. can't understand what he's saying um, but his gestures and the way he like will throw a rope to you and you'll end up swinging across and you help each other navigate this you know quite treacherous platforming section of the game Naughty Dog is very good at doing this at build I think building character not just through what they say and through story cutscenes, but through how they act in their environments and how they feel to control as well. Yeah. And this whole section, by the end of it, you feel like you're Tenzin's friend yeah. because you have cooperatively navigated this environment with him. Yeah. And it's done it through just your gameplay actions. And that's the same as well, like with 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 Drake waving and shaking hands, often our only way to interact with video games Right. is by punching things that are in them. <laughs> yeah. And so turning the punch button into something more benign, mm. uh, I think it's a, gr- it's a great move because... <laughs> Just imagine Drake running... <laughs> it's what you want to do is like you, you, get, you get to get set loose in a game and what's the yeah. first thing you do? You turn around, you're Destroy. like, what can I do? Yeah. Can I friendly fire this person? Yeah. What happens if I punch this friendly NPC? Yeah. Uh, and often 
it's because video games have no other way for you to interact with the world around you. And yeah. So to give you the option of doing something nice, mm. yeah. Uh, it just yeah, like by the end of that half an hour, forty-five minute section of the game, you have already formed. Uh, a real tangible bond with Tenzin yeah. and with those villagers and with that place. So as you say, when when the tank does come, there's there's more at stake than just yeah. I must kill this tank. Yeah, and exactly. I think Naughty Dog is so they're so good at doing that. Mm. They're also very good at destroying beautiful things <laughs> in like in like the best way possible. They make you care for something and then they hurt it, yeah. and then like you, you're like ah, but you get them. You do get the opportunity to redeem it as well or to save it um they put things under threat in a very tangible way they make you care they really Definitely. make you care but it's also for some higher purpose you know yeah, to, yeah. to there's a message explore always. something it's yeah exactly um it's they're, they're just just second to none yeah. so good 100 percent. rob yours is from uncharted as well isn't it no my my favorite moment is from the last of us part two. Oh, i was thinking because you had two originally i did didn't yeah the the vibes are very similar though and it it's not a big bombastic action set mm. piece or a, a frantic moment or a cutscene well there is a cutscene in it uh but it's when it's the section where Joel and Ellie it's Ellie's birthday and and Joel has found like an abandoned museum full of dinosaur skeletons because, uh, you know, Ellie's into all this kind of stuff. So as a birthday surprise, he takes her to this abandoned museum and you get to you get to go around the museum and, and Ellie draws little dinosaur skeletons in her journal and puts hats makes on little things. jokes and yeah. puts hats <laughs> on things. Uh, but then you get to this room and it's like it's like the space room. Uh, and there's like a model of of all of the planets, and then you come to this room, and there's like a, a replica of a of a space shuttle. Um, and this is like this is like the thing Ellie likes most of all. Like if she if she is permitted any dreams, any like childhood fantasies, it's the fantasy of I want to be an astronaut and, mm. and go into space. You can you can see by exploring her bedroom at the, at the beginning of the game. You know if you want to look at her shelves and look at her journal entries and look at her art and things you know that's the kind of thing she loves and she gets to for this this one fleeting moment she gets to sort of live the fantasy of what it might actually be like to be an astronaut and she goes and puts uh there's like space suits lined up on the wall and you get to choose which helmet you want to wear for this cutscene, which is quite a nice little bit of player choice that you get given here so I put on all of the helmets and then I put them, <laughs> I like, oh, I can put the helmet back here. And I, I, I spent maybe 10 minutes actually, hmm, this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it off, putting it back on. Uh, and then you get inside the shuttle and Joel has also found like a, a cassette tape featuring a, a recording of an actual NASA launch. So you can hear like the the countdown and like all of the instructions being relayed to the astronauts as they get ready to lift off in their space shuttle. And the game sort of like closes in and for maybe a minute, all you see is Ellie's face and she's got like the helmet on and you hear, you can hear like the cassette playing and like she just closes her eyes and imagines what it would be like if she was actually in a rocket lifting off into space. And it's amazing because it's a very... You know, it's it's one moment in the game where Ellie is allowed to be just 
the child she is. Mm. She gets to enjoy a moment of of childlike innocence and let her imagination run free. And for like a minute, she's not worried about the brutal and bleak world of of which she is a part. Um, but it's it's not just Ellie that like is allowed or allows herself that moment of, of imagination and release. The game itself also allows itself to very slightly just veer into the fantastical for a little moment because you see like a lighting change like she imagines it happening mm. and she's like oh she feels like she's rumbling around and launching off and you see the lighting just like circle around her face as if she's in a rocket flying mm. up into yeah. space and the sun is just like going around her as that happens and she's like you know it's a really it's a moment of childlike joy and innocence but also i think uh a devastatingly sad moment as well because it really brings home the full force of everything that Ellie will never have mm. the childhood that she and every other child who lives in this world will never have and I think it's like you know Naughty Dog are synonymous with massively choreographed beautifully executed cinematic set pieces and those are always so exhilarating to play but at that moment there all you're looking at is a character's face. Mm. Uh, and I think it's one of the most effective bits of storytelling they've done in any of their games. The amount that it packs into that one sequence is very simple, but I think incredibly powerful. And I remember playing it. I played it again recently um, whilst playing The Last of Us Part Two Remastered. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's... Of all of the things Naughty Dog have done, the the amount of storytelling that, that goes into that sequence I thought was was so impactful yeah um and i thought that was like you know that that is naughty dog at the top of their game for me just mm. a, a brilliant piece of storytelling done very simply but very powerfully god it honestly it makes me it makes me really emotional just thinking about it like mm. it uh, like you say because it, it does represent all of these things that she never got to have and just for a moment she gets them just for a little moment and it's all in her head and then she has to come back and yeah. then everything else happens in that game and it's in the middle of this all of this horror and nightmare and the last of us part two isn't a nice game at all it's it's it hurts and that 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 bit where it just gives you a moment to to forget that for a second and you know that it's a moment for ellie as well but she's still got to come back down to earth, literally. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. It like... Oh, <laughs> ah! I think that was great. And I think... I, you spoke about that really well as well. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and again, it's, like, it is very similar lines. It's about fleshing out that character. Yeah. Like, you are doing a lot of horrible things as, as Ellie in The Last of Us Part Two. Oh, yeah. And it's good to... Un you know, they just want you to understand more about her, why she's doing the things she is. The life she could have had, the thing, you know, why she is the person she is. And like, you need those moments to to explain that, I think. Yeah, yeah. You want to see her hopes and her dreams and who she is outside of these missions yeah. that she's given. Like the Savage Starlight comic collecting you do in The Last of Us Part 1, where Joel picks up a comic and goes, oh, Ellie would like this. Yes. And like, she has like a backpack full of comics and kind of how that influences bits in the game. Like, even in No... <laughs> 
The cards. I just remembered the card collecting in the Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. So it just reminded me of that of a sequence where <laughs> I was being hunted by these horrible people and their yeah, dogs, yeah, yeah. and I was like under a bed, like, "Oh, please don't find me!" Oh, a card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, good, thanks. <laughs> please don't find and kill me, horrible yes. WLF people. One hundred percent, and finding the Doctor Uckman card as well yeah. really yeah. made me laugh. Oh, Brains one hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the <laughs> the comic collecting and seeing how that like impacts. Uh, like in no return where you can unlock the savage starlight costume i grinded for that i was like early gets to wear the savage starlight cosplay like yeah. there's no other way that this works other than her in that outfit um because because of that like emotional connection to it like that's how that's how it, it made me feel and like her loving games and all the stuff that like we love and get to celebrate and talk about like yeah. in our job and seeing how much Ellie is is one of us, one of the goobers, like who loves yeah, all this 100%. stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. But she doesn't get to do that or enjoy it or like even get to play PlayStation. You know, yeah. it's like oh, it is that's nice. Sad. She it would have nice. loved to have done that in another yeah. in another. Ellie life. would be on PlayStation actually. She would be, and it, it's also you know I think it's great that uh, it's it's a very brutal and bleak world, the world of The Last of Us, mm. and it's you do get a sense of you know all of these all of these characters. Some of them are just horrible, doing horrible, horrible yeah. things. And you you do wonder, A, what would these people be like if they were just living in normal civilization? Yeah. Probably perfectly nice people. And yeah. then it also makes you wonder, oh God, yeah. what if I was what would I be in yeah. this world? What, yeah. what kind of person would I be like? I know what you'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed this before. I'm, I'm on a chain. <laughs> you're, my, you're, you're my rattler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I... I, I just before we hear yours, Asti, the other thing I think is just how, and this is a really boring word to use, but uh, it's how efficient they are with mm. their storytelling. And another moment I, I almost talked about is just is from The Last of Us. And it's just quite early on when Joel first meets Ellie and he goes to sleep and she says, your watch is broken. Mm. Like how that is just one line, mm. like four words or something. And it's it tells you so much it's about gut punch, Joel. Yeah. right there. What he's been through this like past whatever it is. Mm. I don't I don't know twenty years or something. It's amazing. Like that is incredible that, that he's worn the watch the whole time. That, yeah, like when he got it, he was so like blasé and like oh yeah, yeah great thanks Sarah. But that watch has not left his wrist. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not a man of words, but he he does he does care. He it, does exactly. care so much. It's so efficient. Yeah. That that little bit of storytelling. Oh, it gives me goosebumps. Honestly, I loved I love the Last of Us. I love all of it so much, and I think I just think it's so special. It's such a special series. Yeah. And I I could literally pick anything. There's a moment where um, that I saw recently that someone was 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 referencing it again and it's it's where Joel and Ellie in The Last of Us are looking out across the, the skyline where they both come up on the top of that building. You know the iconic bit where she's walking in between the buildings on the plank of wood. It's oh, like yeah. a little cut scene. Uh, and then they look out across the city at where they've got to go. There's a moment where he's talking to Ellie and he looks at his watch and it's right. like, it's just that moment where like you can see the connection between Sarah and yeah. Ellie and how Joel feels about it. Nothing's been said. It's a two second throwaway thing. Yeah. Um, and yet, and yet, you know what I mean? And yet, yeah, and yet, I know. And that's that's uh, Naughty Dog. And yet, yes, all the time, everything means something. I, 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 for my moment, I could have picked 
anything from The Last of Us or The Last of Us Part 2. I think there is the iconic moments like the Space Museum, I absolutely think is like necessary to talk about. And I'm so glad that it's one that stood out to you. The giraffe moment is so important for so many people. Um, just like all the little details that go through Dina and Ellie having like a romance at the beginning of the last of us part two i was like you've earned this you mm. deserve this like you're allowed to be happy um the seeing the joel and ellie conversation when they actually address what's happened in the first game some of my favorite favorite ever moments are actually in abby's storyline and i think her storyline is probably my favorite mm. even though she's not my favorite character i struggle with her because I, I think a lot of people do. Like, I think the, the whole point is that she's, I don't, I don't want to do spoilers too much, but like her, her actions and how they impact the Ellie and Joel storyline feel abhorrent. They feel incomprehensible, but, you know, they've been earned. They've been earned yeah. by Joel and Ellie tell, 10 times over. Yes. Um, and then being put into her shoes to see it, like you get that begrudging sympathy and then you start to soften towards her and all the stuff that she goes through in this kind of, the 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 encounter between Ellie and Abby when they are in the uh, the cinema the theatre and you're playing as Abby and Ellie is trying to kill you mm. and there's this there's this gut wrenching feeling I'm gonna have to kill Ellie yeah. I'm gonna have to kill Ellie to stop this from happening I I put the game down I put my controller down and went and I was like. Whoosh, like literally yeah. hands on back ahead like oh my god I can't do it I'm not going to do it this isn't how it goes um, and then obviously that's not the end right there but it's not the last time that they fight either and not the last time you feel that feeling and just the, the ending of that game will never not upset me but my actual moment that I just want to that I want to bring up here and I mentioned all of this beforehand because I don't want it to seem like I'm being blasé or passive about the impact that Naughty Dog and The Last of Us has had on me but my favourite moment's The Rat King it, it like <laughs> oh, it is God. I just oh, I and it's not you've just come out of <laughs> we've all been vibing here <laughs> <laughs> and you've had to you've yeah. had to Plop in the rack. <laughs> and it's not because it's a big, nasty beast. It is because it's a big, nasty beast, but it's not just because it's a cool action set piece that, that really stuck out to me. It's all the lore that leads you there. And I think it's Naughty Dog's amazing attention to detail that make it so effective. You have all the clues that something nasty is lurking in the bottom of this hospital before you get there. Them talking about it being the ground zero for the infection, that it's a really heavily populated infectious area when you go down there and see all the spores as Ellie and people are breathing them in and it's like nasty, horrible, thick air that's obviously infected so many people that it is this place of life and death in a hospital and the two have kind of become merged into one nasty ball that it takes its name from this mythological belief that if loads of rats live in a sewer together their tails all tangle together and become Mm. an amorphous blob that's horrible to happen upon it's just like there's so many different tails tied together that that make up the, the rat king and its appearance and like for a game that kind of established its its evolution as well. So you've got your runners, you've got your clickers, you've got your stalkers, you've got your bloaters, and then you go to La- Last of Us Part 2 and you get some shamblers. And then you get like a little bit more stalker information so you can see a bit more what's going on. They don't change the narrative massively, but to get one new creature that is this symbol of years and years and years of infectious nastiness, it's kind of this, you know, this massive... 
uh, amalgamation of all the violence and horror and nastiness that's happened throughout the whole world in one nasty blob and you get to blow its face off with a shotgun great stuff yeah the good stuff you know what i mean yeah. watching people that have been turned into monsters and you know the pain they're going through because you can hear it in their vocalizations uh, in any other creature that you encounter in this game but watching it peel itself away from like the main host and and continue to be this aggressive thing and all the arms and faces hanging out of it like i just think there's so much unsaid in the design of the monster mm. that is true horror that is true oh my god life after death not for me thank you very much yeah. not with this going on it's just it's just it's just a wonderful wonderful set piece that says a lot more by existing than it does in actually shooting its face off with a shotgun yeah and i and first of all ash let me say well done oh, well, lovely <laughs> uh, well spoken i enjoyed what you had to say but like i think you're i think you're so right and, and kind of it's, I think it's good to talk about something that isn't just like this um, an emotional moment in mm. the game which we have otherwise spoken about because they're so good at everything. Mm. That's kind of the point. And, and more than that, the point is that nothing is just face value mm. like the rat king is not just a cool boss to fight yeah it's and that's exactly what you're saying really it's like it's so much more like it's so much more than that mm. and I think all of these things we've talked about especially if you have to fight it with your fingers <laughs> set of tapes together <laughs> <laughs> that was a good that was a good little challenge but yeah that's the thing no, it's, it's nothing in any of these games is face value no everything has got layers and layers there's so much more it's always telling you something about the characters about the world whatever it is mm. um and that's why they're so replayable as well because uh, you know i mentioned the um your watch is broken i don't know how i didn't i didn't pick up on that until like the third time i played the last really? of us. and i ah. like it hit me with the last last of us part one remastered yeah. where that's when i was like oh my god like yeah. I, I have played that th th that that moment like three times probably before that and and that's people why they're annoyed, so good. Dog, watching you playing the game going he's missed it again <laughs> david <laughs> yeah did you see what we did there yeah that is in the series it. as well like that scene specifically done exactly the way that it is in the game because yeah. it's like it means something. Yeah, you know I know. What I, mean? I mean, I am embarrassed to admit it, but yeah, that, but that's also yeah. that's why they're so good because they're so deep. Because each time oh, you play, you will find a little yeah, extra detail. That, that's got to be, I guess, the developers' lament, <laughs> knowing, <laughs> knowing, and no, and the Last of Us. I think the Last of Us Part Two, more than any other game they've made, is so ridiculously, almost unnecessarily detailed. It's so rich. Yeah. Uh, in terms of story but just in terms of the amount of stuff you can find just in in all of the rooms you're in like i like i'm always caught between like a desire to push through the game but also after i've cleared out an enemy uh, an area of enemies like i just want to i want to open every drawer i want to yeah. read every note i want to and when i look at the chapter select screen i'm like i found what two or four artifacts mm, yeah. i looked everywhere yeah, right. <laughs> what the heck have i missed and, and it just makes me want to go back there and yeah. literally explore everything because every single room is so richly detailed. Mm. I know we've been speaking for a long time, but there's there's one thing that I 
uh, saw on this playthrough. Mm. And it's in the area where you first encounter the WLF members with their dogs for the first time. Yeah. I killed all those dogs because <laughs> uh, I wanted to survive. Yeah. I wanted to survive. Yeah. But there's a pet store in that area. Right. So I went in there, uh, picked up all of the rags and all of the bottles and all of the scissors to make all of my implements of murder. Yeah. And I went round the back. <clears throat> excuse me. I went round the back and there was like the dog grooming section. And yeah. you find like a, a, a brush and grooming kit, like in perfect condition. Like it's not mouldy, it's not, yeah. and you like, oh my god, this is where they were. Someone's this is been, where they were grooming and looking after, after their dogs. dogs. This yeah. is where they were looking after these dogs. This is where they were feeding them. Those dogs were loved. They're dead now because yeah. I wanted that sellotape. I yeah. wanted that sellotape that was behind where they were patrolling. Yeah. So I shotgunned them to bits. Yeah. Uh, but that, but how many thousands <laughs> of players? Were, uh, yeah. Yeah. How many thousands of dogs? Are <laughs> oh, there? They'll be fine. No, but how many thousands of players won't? Exactly. have had that moment yeah. and that's why these games are so good because yeah. they, they are layers layers deep like yeah. so deep which means you can play them again and again and again you can have conversations like this where you can uncover something that you didn't notice you didn't realise it's so good all the best bits of media in the world are like this like if you can completely grasp it in one in your first go um, you'll probably forget about it it's mm. not but this is just something that will keep hold of you and it's because there's so much to discover all the time, I think. Oh, it's just so good. Yeah. It, it, oh, God. I, got more points, but I'm going to suck them back we in. Must, yeah. We've got to move on <laughs> to the next section. <laughs> so there was a little roundup of why we love Naughty Dog and our favourite moments in the games that they've made. So we're going to move on now to comments of the week and have a little sing to break us up from the emotions and the horror and the trauma and the good bits. Oh, God, Naughty Dog. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for comments of the week. So hard with three. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I realise if we have three, I always have to do two. Yeah, you're the music man. It's <laughs> gonna happen. sound like the music man. Let me tell you. <laughs> he comes from far away. So, Habulous Prime is our first oh, comment good. of this week. Habulous Prime. Uh, it says hashtag PodSquad. PodSquad. Pod hey squad. guys. Um, that was quite late. That was close. It was on the threshold yeah. of being disqualified there. Better late than never. Better late than never. <laughs> a wizard is never late. Is what I, I, never, I never say pod squad late. <laughs> I say it precisely what I mean to. <laughs> hey guys, a massive Murray 2024 to all. This is a quick soppy email message. Say thank you for all you do. My son has ASD and is learning to develop sharing and communication skills with me by playing co-op games together whilst listening to your channel. We're currently playing through It Takes Two. Oh, Love so It Takes good. Two. Yes. Uh, you make every playthrough podcast and video feel human and relatable and I can't tell you how much it means to my son and me we're all game nerds here and as Rob would love to hear we're all learning <laughs> anyway on a more serious <laughs> note if you could own one character creature from video games to love and cherish as a pet what would it be and why thank you from Harry and little Arthur oh that's such a nice message that is lovely oh, Alex so always much. picks the really nice yeah. <laughs> it's like their way into the podcast is to compliment us <laughs> um I'd love also, it. Let I'd me love know. it. One day, if he can just pick, I want to do that thing where we read out mean comments. <laughs> we did do that. I did said, we? I, no, I mean, I read one out where it said, I've been a fan of the channel since Rob had hair and you hated it. Oh, you didn't <laughs> like that one. <laughs> there you anyway, go. happy memories. Back to this <laughs> comment. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me know if you come across any other, any good co-op games. 
because it's my year of co-op, which I so far have not done any co-op on, if yeah. anyone's interested, but I'd love to. And my answer, I've answered this question before, uh, and so I'm going to say it again, is Trico. Trico, big cat, dog, bird. Yeah. I want to run my hands through your feathery fur. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That's nice. <laughs> That's what we do with, with pets. No, it's nice. I like yeah. it. It's nice. I, like it. I, I, I love Trico. I want a Toasty to be in the game so I can go Toasty. Yeah. You could pretend that Toasty's in Stray. You could say oh, the Stray Cat. The Stray Cat. I would I would give the Stray Cat home if it wanted it. But I do feel like it It loves its cat family as well. It does. But it, if the Stray Cat... So I'll give the whole cat family a home. <laughs> if they, uh If the Stray Cat needed a bit of loving, I would be there so fast. Yeah. So if the Stray Cat chose me, I would absolutely choose choose it um otherwise there's so many creatures i think i would like a bug snack oh yeah you definitely would i think i would like a bug snack i think it would be a strabby because i think they're quite cute but i would be tempted to eat it yeah a lot i reckon you would one day as well yeah i think i'd have a bite <laughs> so weird <laughs> you definitely would a nibble do you know rob what you toggle for me a toggle yeah. what's from, a toggle from final fantasy 16 your, right. your canine companion from okay. final fantasy 16 yeah. Just a, a very good boy. He is. Right. That's nice. He fights for you. He transforms into like a a, a god-like being. Mm. Okay. He's yeah. great. That sounds good. That sounds really good to be fair. And you can pet him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not unlike Trico, really. Yeah. Similar. Assassinator 33 says, access team, as usual, outdoing themselves year in and year out. How do y'all come up with... Oh, sorry, I'm so too British to say y'all. <laughs> how do you all come up with these challenges or is it a don't want to know how the mince pie is made? Hashtag pod squad. Pod squad. Pod squad. Well, this is more of a question for you, Rob, really, because obviously Ash and I... Is this about the Christmas maze? Yeah, I, I just totally forgot to say that it was from the Christmas maze episode. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, there's no like, there's no like formula for it. Um, so we, a lot of work is yeah, the impression yeah. I get. Yeah, but um, secret boss showed fun showed we, me the title of your doc the other day that said Christmas maze ideas 2024, and I was like, ah, Oh my god, it's January! <laughs> I just like I like coming up with silly things. Yeah. I like being in a meeting with people and you say one silly thing and they rebound it back at you and by the end of the meeting it's grown into some really convoluted yeah. mad stuff. We had the first meeting about last year's Christmas maze back in July mm. um, and you know we had ideas like what if it's like what if we do like a multiverse thing? Like originally, uh, we were also going to do what? What if we did like a traitors thing? Because I really like the traitors. Yeah. If anyone's been watching the traitors, save um, it for before we go. That's what I. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so for the longest time, we were going to try and implement some kind of mechanic whereby one of you was a was a traitor. Ironically, people suspected you of that anyway, Ash. Uh, but in the end, we didn't do that. Um, but there's no, there's no there's no like formula to it. Like we just. Have Just goofing we, we have lots of meetings and, and come up with some ideas. And then it's about trying to uh, tweak them and, and make them as fun to play as possible, but also as fun to watch as possible. Uh, it's so the, tough. The goal is to always have a game, a challenge that, that comes down to the wire. Like my favourite Christmas maze Speaking as just me, not the character of Robert S. Pearson now, but my favourite episodes are when the team wins with like five seconds mm. left. Mm. I think that's... You if mean that, Rosie wins with five <laughs> seconds yeah, left. I mean, and usually it's Rosie. <laughs> uh, so my favourite episode of the last season was actually episode three. I, that was my favourite challenge. Mm. Uh, 
it, it was a perfect Christmas maze episode as far as I was concerned. Like it just, it came, it was funny. It went right down to the wire and I got to do my sort of, oh, I'm so annoyed you've won thing <laughs> at, at the end, uh, which I really like doing. So a short answer. No, there's no like, there's no formula for it. We, it's just a lot of work. Just lots of talking. Lots of, lots of planning, lots yeah. of trying. And this year it's more fun. than ever. It's fun though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm not saying like, woe is you. Uh, but this year more than ever, I think, there was lots of play testing, which is a newer thing. Well, probably. yes, yes, and you, it, it, well, we we play tested that Resident Evil episode a lot, and yeah. I think, well, it, I think it definitely showed. We had we had a a different economy in place for if Rosie was number one or number two, right. whereby the items would be more expensive just because Rosie is knows that game so well yeah <laughs> so like if rosie gets picked for number one or number two the items are going to cost this and chloe actually made separate pricings oh my god for, for if rosie was going to be number one or number two so you know alex played it a bunch writing down how long it took him to do each encounter when we were trying to work out how much time to give you overall because we wanted it to be as close as possible at the end um yeah, I love it's how fun. we're just the duds who are like, yeah, well, I know. These... what about those two? Like, oh, I don't ah, know, yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, should we even no. give them prices? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should just give them all the items. <laughs> but even like trying to work out what items to put in the briefcase. Mm. Yeah, the, the amount we had a whole meeting about what should be the items they have to put in the briefcase. Yeah, they had genius. to be. They had to be things with a little bit of give. So that you could, you know, squish them. You made my dream come true, Ash, when you sat on that briefcase. <laughs> I was like, our goals for the episode were: I want, I want them sitting on it, trying to cram in as much as possible. Yeah, uh, and yeah, just a, a little detail that you wouldn't maybe have thought. Like we had a whole hour-long meeting trying to decide what items should be in the briefcase. Yeah, in every round, <laughs> boiled eggs. Oh, those balloons! I will never forget. Eggs were eggs were considered at one point. Yeah, oh, we, we threw it out. So many. Like, you could get so many eggs in there. <laughs> like, how it would b- break the economy of the challenge if you, you know how yeah. many eggs would you get in there? Like a hundred, probably. Yeah, probably easily. I don't know about more easily. than a hundred. How many eggs? Are you I reckon in you get one layer. You get like thirty or forty on the bottom you layer think? of the brick. Yeah, I think he's right. I think those are quite. I think if quail eggs, maybe. <laughs> Oh, you free. <laughs> right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we've got another question from the real Rifar who says, hashtag pod squid. Which <laughs> 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 is my favourite Oh my one. God, that's great. Oh, I want that to be on purpose. <laughs> I was so close to shouting out pod squad then. And yeah. I would have been, yeah. I would have been, I would have been wrong to do so. <laughs> pod squid. I just, I want to call it that from now on. Pod squid. Um, Dave is 100% white. Right. Oh, am I good? Yes, quite right. I didn't want to come out of my mouth then. <laughs> yeah, I, I was know. like, what? I just used to saying those words. Filled donuts are better than ring donuts. Yeah. How would you rank the three main filled donuts? For <gasps> me, it would be one jam, two custard, three chocolate, hashtag pod squad, spelled right at the pod end. Squad. So pod, pod squad, squad pod was squad. on purpose. <laughs> what? One. Can I just awful say opinion. That they're completely right. <laughs> awful Absolutely opinion. Agree. Absolutely agree. What you like? You prefer a ring donut yes. to a filled donut? Yes. Hold it like this. That is not the reason. That's a donut. That is an audio format. A donut is a, is a ring. A ring of dough with a you hole can in hold the middle. It like this as what well. Do you, what do you, what do you, what you just said a donut like that meant to me. <laughs> a ring. Yeah, a ring like of a, dough. A, you know, a, like a nut and a bolt. Oh. It's a it's a circle it with be, a hole in the middle. Then it'd be called a, a dough bolt. No, because the bolt the is, nut it is, is the, the circular nut. bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's what I've always thought. It's a dough nut. No, I, don't, oh. I I doubt it. 
I don't. I, look, I need to know what came first. As soon as you put jam in it, I think it becomes a cake. When you go into somewhere like Krispy Kreme and it's got icing all over it, no, that's a cake. That's a ring donut. Ring donuts have icing all over them. No, Sometimes they, they Just do. to give them some flavour. My favourite donut is when you go to the pier and you get like a bag of freshly made Little ringed donuts. Oh, beautiful. Burn your mouth. Your sugar. Well. It's just My favourite thing is when you go sugar. to a fair and you get a little bag of freshly made jam donuts. You don't get those at you fairs. Do. I've never seen You that. do. I used to walk down Yeovil High Street and I could <laughs> smell the donut man miles away. <laughs> it's there's not no, a fair. There's no pier no, in Yeovil. Going to Yeovil High there. Street is always a fun fair. Uh, that's, a, that's a real thing. All right, here's another take on it. I, I could be wrong about this, but in my head... We had filled donuts first. American uh, ring donuts are American to me. They're American donuts really? that, that we didn't have when I was younger, and they were like a newer thing. Really, and it was yeah, that's that's it was like the Simpsons introduced them to the UK. Could be completely wrong about this. That must be wrong. Could be completely wrong. But I'm not buying your donut because it's a nut like a nut and bolt. Nonsense. I'm not saying that's a fact. That's no, just right, always okay. what I thought okay, yeah, was okay. the so reason they were. I that's thought fine. that must be why they're called donuts, right? Yeah. It's like the ring. It's it? not like a nut, like a peanut nut. No yeah. nut looks like that. How many people do you think listen to this podcast for our incredibly expert opinions on games? Or how many listen for the nonsense that we argue about? Well, well this you, is a, we're, we're responding to a comment. We are, I know. <laughs> You're I know. sat there with your toilet seat up, <laughs> eating your filled donuts. If I have to rank the, f- the fillings, yeah. custard is number one for oh, me. Oh, no. Less messy. The jam donut, I've had some, some traumatic experiences with jam <laughs> donuts. The, the heat of the jam... In what a jam don't, a don't spicy eat, donut. You don't have to eat heat no, them brand new out the oven. The hotness of them. Oh, <laughs> you having like a chilli jam like, donut. Bit, like, bit into one, and the jam just exploded. Yeah, down my chin, burnt my chin, and then just. Well, what you've got to do everywhere. is you've got to always bite from the yeah. injection point. You have to you have to bite really carefully when it's a jam donut. Yeah, but custard's so rank. It just reminds me of like old people fluids. Oh, <laughs> Ashley. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah, that's, he's right. It's like, that is your problem. But it's like old people are always like, oh, I'll have a bit of custard for me tea. You know, and it's just rank. Just, with your tea? What do you mean with your tea? For tea. Oh, okay, like right, good. For, yeah, good, all right. I'm not having a go. I just wanted to make sure that, that you weren't having tea, like a tea bag with a dollop of custard in it. No, but old people might. Uh, they custard might in the middle. It's not exclusive to old people. It is. No, it's not. A bit custard, of ambrosia. Apple, crumble, and Custard. Yeah, oh, that's an old what people a pudding. dish. <laughs> what are you having with your Nonsense. apple crumble? I'm having cream. No, I'm not having apple crumble. I'm having a. I'm having a chocolate mousse. <laughs> well, you're missing out. Yeah. Anyway, it's jam, no custard. custard, chocolate. I agree. I agree. I I've not really had a chocolate do- donut. The, to be the fair. chocolate ones are these Krispy Kreme business, and right. like I do think, I do think they're good. But I actually think Krispy Kremes are so sweet, and like with all the icing and stuff on, like I just like I do just like a jam donut. Yeah. I do a raspberry jam. Yeah, oh, beautiful. I yeah. love it. Best jam. I do think jam has to be the one. I understand that you had trouble. I understand you had trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but they are the best one. They are. Custard, I just, ah, oh, there's just something about custard that really makes me feel gaggy. <laughs> oh, I'd love to go back into your past and see this, whatever happened, the traumatic custard know. incident. There isn't like an inciting moment, which means I've repressed it. Oh, there it. is, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> which means that it's locked away. <laughs> right, so let's move on to before we go to finish up this, this horrible mess. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Before we go, then, is there anything anybody would like to say? Traitors. Traitors. Rob, let's talk about the traitors. Let's talk I about it all talk, day. I'd love to talk about the traitors. We can't talk about the traitors. By the time <sighs> this episode comes out, the episode we have seen will be, be, like another... will be very, very old. And also... I've only seen the first episode. It's bad. Really? Well, so we won't talk about we it. We won't talk it's, about it's it. It's bad to spoil. But I, we can encourage others. It Maybe you, yeah. you haven't heard of the traitors. You should watch the trailer. I think I actually introduced the trailer did. to you guys. Yeah. Well done. Before we go. You did a great clap <laughs> and you also introduced us to the trailers. <laughs> Typically, oh. I'm not a big fan of reality TV. No. But I really enjoy the traitors. I think Claudia Winkleman yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and she's a big inspiration for, for, really? for Robert S. Pierce. Really? I want to see you wearing eyeshadow next time. <laughs> I, I just think fringe. she's great. She's yeah. got so much personality and she perfectly handles that balance between being charismatic and funny yeah, uh, and also just letting the show get on with itself. Yeah. Um, I once went and saw a filming of... Um, the Traitors? No, the Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Mm. And if you don't know, it's a music quiz in the UK on television. And for a while it had... Um, presenter you know a specific presenter and then they got rid of that and did guest presenters every week and I, the one i went to was claudia winkleman she was the, the presenter and it's like if you've seen that show it's like half an hour long but the recording's like three hours long i, I loved going it was really fun and they it's just like the show it's just longer mm. they just keep making jokes and riffing and then it gets all cut down and claudia winkleman was just amazing she was so funny mm. she was so nice and like and just warm i've said warm about eight times today um You're feeling warm it made me really like her. Um, so, and then I didn't really see much of more of her. I didn't watch any of the shows she was in. So it was great when she you was in the trailer. Don't watch Strictly Come Dancing. I don't watch, I don't no, watch Strictly. I'm, I'm not oh a Strictly my god. No, I've never it's, watched it. Oh my god, I did, I never used to watch it because I thought, ooh, old people eating their custard watching. <laughs> yeah, Strictly I was going to say it's very custody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, uh, I watched it in lockdown or COVID times. Um, actually when I first joined Access because it was when I was living at home with my parents and they used to watch it and um, oh my god I cried really? I cried so much got watching well into it because it. it just it felt like so freeing just to see a bunch of people <laughs> dancing around and trying their best and uh, like I think because it was the time period it was in Covid as well I was literally like weeping at Strictly Come Dancing and, like I love it what a time I love it. <laughs> what so, a time the, the beautiful outfits and just oh how everybody was so like yay I, we love it and like all the stuff they cheer each other on it really made me emotional it's a super positive show I, it's the what I have yeah. grasped from the outside and, but like, which I, is really nice I, if you'd have said any of that to me before I would have been like ew no not yeah. like get away from me, me. No. dance show yeah. <laughs> whereas now I'm like wow the foxtrot is really so much better than their cha 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 so yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like Strictly Come Dancing oh, it's Samba this week yeah. how will Steve get on I'm <laughs> worried for him <laughs> oh, the, the, uh, the American Footloose or whatever it's called I don't know all the names properly I will say but yeah. The, uh, the, I, do en- I did enjoy watching it I haven't seen it as much since but I, uh, I did really enjoy it I'm also an aside, I have a traitor's card game mm. that we should play. We should play. I've never played it. Let's go I've play had it, it I've had it for a year, um, so I should bring it in. We should give it a go. All yeah. right. That'll be fun. Okay. Well, we're going to go. It's lunchtime now, so let's go and do But that. with real murders. Yeah! <laughs> and on that note, let's kill this podcast. It's the end, everybody. Thank you so much for watching or listening. And or hearing, both. Yeah. Or, and hearing Rob's uh, little frown. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the, the bell makes the frown happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It works both ways. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks with some more fresh, hot podcast content. 
in the meantime, check out our YouTube channel for lovely PlayStation fun. And we'll see you again soon. Bye.